Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. This is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc. And happy 2023. I am here with Angela. Angela, happy new year. How are you feeling? Well, it's always an exciting time of the year where we can reflect on things and look back and then decide uh, what we want to get accomplished and we're, what we're excited about in the new year. So I'm, I'm starting to get that vibe. It takes me a little bit. I usually feel it more like in the middle of January when things really start to rev back up. So it'll come, (laughs) right? That's okay, right? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us to talk about like that first week of January, but honestly, like, let's be real. That first week of January can sometimes just feel like you're coming out of like a long sleep. Like when, if you've been taking some really (laughs) intentional time with your family or like going on trips or seeing people, like it can just feel like you're coming out of um, like hibernation almost. So I feel like that kind of excited new year's feeling. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel it more kind of halfway through the month. Yeah. And I often feel like, okay, okay. So like it's January now and we have, you know, the one holiday, like the, the holiday, and then we start on usually a Tuesday or whatever. And, and it's like, okay, let's go. And then I realized a lot of people are still on vacation and, and like that week is usually so quiet. So I think I've learned to sort of um, set my mind to be like, the first week can be slow and it's okay. It's really, you know, it's really kind of by mid to later of the second week where you start to feel, I feel like the energy of, of the new year comes out. So that's kind of the way I approach it, I guess. Nice. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Do you have any other kind of like emotions or feelings that you often get around this time of year that um, maybe, maybe are relatable to a few people right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I think I've said this, I almost feel like we might've talked about this last year or something because it sort of feels a bit of a deja vu, but I tend to feel like there can be a little bit of pressure at this time of the year, you know, when you're wrapping up one year and, and starting off a new year where you're like, for one thing, you feel like you should be creating new goals. You should be doing all these things. Um, for me, I, I have a lot of ongoing goals, so it doesn't, in some ways, it doesn't change a ton um, for me, but also, I don't know, there's just like sort of pressure to like, what should I be doing? And so for me, the best um, approach is, is, is just over the holidays, having, taking that time to slow down a little bit, catch my breath, reflect on what, you know, what's happened in the past year and, and sort of think about the future and set my goals at that point. But yeah, there can be this feeling of kind of pressure that, that goes on. And I think it's important for people to be okay with that. Like some people might just be super revved up and go like, this is the best time of the year. And then for other people, it can be just overwhelming or even fearful. Totally, totally. I was talking to another member of the team uh, recently about that kind of same feeling, but about how you can have that feeling that we get in the new year. And I think that sometimes it comes off as pressure if maybe you're not feeling as motivated or as like ready to set those goals. And then sometimes it can feel like this fresh start and it can be really refreshing and really like this new 
time. And I always like to think of them as like reset times. So like September, I feel like some people feel the same way. So they feel a lot of pressure, like get back into the schedule and routine. Other people love it and are like embracing it and are loving that, like getting back into a regular routine. And so I feel like there's just a lot of times like that through the year. I even feel like that sometimes with Mondays, like you don't always need to feel fresh and good on a Monday. And sometimes you do. And I think you just like embrace it. I don't know, like as you go, I think you feel that. Yeah, that's, I think it's important to say that. And I think especially for entrepreneurs that, you know, we like, I, I'm not used to doing what everybody says I need to do. So then I feel like it's, it's even this, like, well, my, is there something wrong with me? Everybody's, you know, talking about goal setting and, and being all organized with this. And sometimes I feel like, yeah, I know I need to do this, but I want to do it in my way when it works for me. And it doesn't mean that I don't do it. It's just, it's just, I'm going to use my own methods. And of course I, I love learning from other um, just successful people on how different people do things. And then I take it and, and make it my own. So now I'm actually kind of getting more excited. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's oh, what, okay. Maybe that's what this podcast will do for people too, is like get people kind of in the mood to, to set some, I like to yeah. think of them as intentions too, um, instead of like yeah. smart goals. Um, but actually that brings up, uh, really the topic of our podcast today, which I'm sure most people at this point are aware <laughs> we're talking about goal setting, talking about the new year, talking about that new fresh take that we kind of enter January with. Um, and I want to ask you your process for setting, because as you said, like you're not used to just following exactly what maybe someone hands you. Like you want to do it in your pace, in your way, the way that works for you. And that's a very entrepreneurial thing. I think a lot of franchisors who follow along feel very similarly. (laughs) Um, So let's just hear maybe an idea of um, your process or even just like your process this time around, because obviously it can change as well. Yeah, you're right. It could definitely change. Um, but I think it uh, it's always important to start with where you're trying to get to, like your your big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, when you know that, and, and actually while you're doing that, make sure that that goal still motivates you. You know, what is that like? When I say big, hairy, audacious goal, I mean, you know, maybe 10 years out from now, something that feels a little bit unattainable, but excites you and really, you know, gets pulls at your heartstrings. I think starting there is always so important. And then I try to take a look at like, okay, so that so what have I kind of been doing this past year? You know, what what kind of things have I done to work towards that? What's worked? What hasn't? You know, a little bit of an uh, evaluation of that kind of, you know, of that past And then going, okay, so if that's where I'm trying to get to, what are some things that might make sense for me to have as goals right now? And of course, we're talking professional and and business goals. So, you know, that they all have to somewhat connect. So for me, I like to think about things, you know, I like to think about the things that get me excited for this year that get me towards my BHAG, which again, could be from a business perspective, it might be things like speaking engagements I'm hoping to get to do or um, recre- or creating new new um, services for AC Inc. that we've been talking about or something like that. Don't worry, I won't start anything brand new on you. <laughs> we'll stay on the, the path we're on. Um, but uh, or and then when it's from a personal perspective, it might be uh, things about like, you know, how you balance your lifestyle with your family or things like that. So um, I like to just Think of some things that connect with my big, hairy, audacious goal. Now, for me, I will say this is all kind of uh, new. Like I, I think I'm again. I might have talked about this last year, and I guess so. That's another, now I'm another year in to uh, to being better at this. I think I used to get really overwhelmed at like even setting that behag, mm-hmm. like figuring it out. Maybe not knowing what it is, and then 
like what, like, how am I going to, because it feels so unattainable. I'm curious. Do you, do you relate with that? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, clearly. Well, first of all, just in case anyone has not been uh, listening to our podcast for the past year, a BHAG is a big, hairy, audacious goal. Um, so that's what Angela was meaning when she, I did say that I did define it earlier. (laughs) I said, I did say, I said the words. I'm like, just in case I'm using slang here, but anyway, yeah, big, hairy, audacious goal. So I always want to make sure we're not mentioning something that someone, they're like, what is that word? Um, yeah. I totally relate to that. I think the setting something really, really big that's supposed to inspire a lot of the other uh, goals or action steps that you want to accomplish that year, I find that really challenging. And I think what can often feel the most nerve wracking, and maybe this is part of what has shifted for you as well in the past year. For myself, I used to get really scared that I couldn't change that big goal. Yeah thinking that as soon as you've written it down, or as soon as you kind of have that connected to a lot of your um, you know, smaller goals or action steps for the year or for the next few years, even, or, you know, quarter or whatever you're looking at, I think that what can be scary um, for me is the setting it and then thinking, okay, that's it. Like I have to do that. And I've done that with big life changes. Even when I was in university, I had something I really, really thought I was going to do for a career. And I like had made all these decisions that were based around that one big goal And I was so scared to change it when I wasn't feeling inspired by it anymore. And it wasn't Mm. joy. It wasn't making me happy. Like it, it just was not the right move for me anymore. And the idea that I could change that was so freeing, so good. So I think that resonates with a lot of people is this idea that, and then to think that you get to change that if at any point it doesn't connect with you, like that's okay. I I think that can be really freeing. Um, when it comes to uh, people who are maybe resistant to like setting something in stone that feels like so, so huge. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That hits the nail on the head with what I was, I was getting at there. You put it, you put it in good words for that. Cause it's, I think I was afraid that if I said it, then I, I was so committed. And I think recognizing that you don't have to be committed to that goal if it's not the right goal and it's arbitrary anyway, like we made it up. So why are we, you know, why are we judging ourselves for that? So like, and and I, I go back to the more clarity I've, I ever have gotten with what I want, the more I get what I want. Mm-hmm. And so in the past, I was so afraid to set the goal that I didn't, I didn't even think about it enough. And then I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't even know if I was achieving my goals. So I've gotten over that and understand that, okay, like if I, and I used to always want, I wanted to set it so I could definitely achieve it. But I, I always say like, now I understand that, you know, I want to shoot higher because even if I achieve like 75% of where I was trying to go with something, that's better than if I was aiming for 50% of where I ended up. And that, that is where I ended up and I missed out on that extra 25%. So I've, I've gotten over that pretty good. Um, But then just, just the last step in the, in the goal setting is that it's so important then to figure out, okay, these are the goals good to have them, but what do we need to do to make them happen? Like, what are the steps? Right. And, um, and so I, 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 I'm really tuned into my routines and my calendar and like the things that I do both from a, uh, mindset approach to a very tactical approach. What, like, and what's the balance between that? So I, I take a look at what I'm doing and go, do I still, should I still do that? Should I, are these the things that are leading towards me hitting my goals? And, and then like, yeah, what do I specifically need to put in my calendar? Like what steps and what, what, 
actions do I need to take? Who do I need to involve in this? Who do I need to tell? Who do I need to hold me accountable? So that, so that's definitely an important piece of like really getting into things. So that, that's kind of starting with the big and really reverse engineering everything down to like what steps I'm going to take. And I love your point about accepting that, like it might change and that's okay. For sure. For sure. Well, I love that. And I think that's such a good, like, um, I was about to say recyclable process, but that is not what I meant. That was not the word that was supposed to come. Um, no, I was more meaning that's something that can be applied to so many different people's processes when it comes to setting intentions, setting themes for the year. Some people set words or some people set like goals and categories. So it feels like that same process of starting on the, on the larger side, the bigger scale, and then shifting down to the actual things we put in our calendar or that we change in our day-to-day lives that's a perfect kind of way to um, map out a goal and map out kind of how we're going to achieve achieve those. Um, I do want to get into something you and I have also talked about, (laughs) definitely on just personally, but but perhaps on a podcast episode before. Um, But before I do um, hop into this next next step of the goal setting um, process, um, I just want to pause for a quick commercial break. So we will be right back after this. Hey, franchise friends. Did you know that the number one driver of franchise company growth is happy, profitable franchisees? And the key to making your franchisees happy and profitable? Well, it's the right support and coaching to help your owners achieve success. At AC Inc., we help franchisors implement or improve your support and coaching using our proven framework, and it covers everything. From hiring the right coaches, to putting the right systems in place, to getting your franchisees bought into coaching, we are there to guide you at every stage. To learn more, hop on a free initial call with us at angelacote.com slash contact. And we are back. Okay, so Angela, what I wanted to um, have you answer is something, again, we have talked about, you and I personally, for sure. Um, But also, I think just I wanted everyone else to hear this, because I think this is so important. It's important for us to recognize like things we can do that are maybe mistakes or things that maybe are are, um, roadblocks to us getting what we want when we're going through processes like this. So let's hear the common mistakes that either you have personally experienced or you've helped clients through when it comes to that goal setting process. This also applies to franchisee coaching, which is great as well, um, because a lot of that Mm -hmm. comes to the the goal setting piece. So what would you say are those kind of top four or five um, uh, mistakes when it comes to goal setting? Well, one of them is not setting them. <laughs> That's pretty obvious, right? So uh, yeah, people being afraid to set them or, or not setting them. We already kind of talked about that. Um, and then I guess uh, one, two, I, I guess I kind of hinted at this already, but setting them too small because of fear, you know, like not wanting to to aim too high because I, I hear this a lot from people, like the fear of not hitting their goals. It, again, we talked about that, what that can feel like. But I think um, recognizing that it's that it's you're, you're setting it's arbitrary and to stop you know beating yourself up about it. I think it, I just think it's better to set a goal uh, much higher. Um, I think another one is also again is the uh, going back to the why. I think sometimes people set goals because of what they feel like they should make their goal be. Yes, <laughs> that's such a big. And I, that probably happens more than anything for people that are maybe not um, 
like the leader or the top sort of the, I hate to use the word top, but like the top of the org chart, like people that are say employees that have a direct report where they're like, they're trying to impress, you know, they're trying to impress somebody else, or they're trying to hit what they should hit, or the franchisees might be, you know, setting goals based on what other franchisees are trying to do. Um, again, though, if you're, if you're not, if, if you're not passionate about it, if you don't, you know, if you don't feel motivated by it, then it's it's probably not going to work. And it also needs to be aligned with what your identity is. You have to identify be someone that identifies as someone that can achieve that goal. And so that might be something to work on on the side is like trusting that you you can you're in charge of that. Um, so yeah, I think um, uh, well, I was going to say whenever I run any kind of speaking engagement where we are trying to work on motivating people to do the things they need to do. I always like to start with like, start with their why, start with what gets them motivated because it, if you don't connect things back to that, then it's going to get really hard when you're slugging along and trying to hit this goal. That means really means nothing to you and you just feel the pressure. So that's a big one. I think that goes also into like things like comparison on social media or comparing to friends and family. Like I think that can go further than just like an employee setting like a metric goal or a franchisee setting a metric goal or something, even in business, I think that actually can directly apply back to also like personal goals. Like I know lots of people um, my age <laughs> who are talking about buying a house and I, I talked to some people about it and they are so excited, so fired up. They just can't wait for home ownership. They're excited to decorate they, the way they want and for all the responsibility and like they're fascinated by the process and no one's excited about the prices, <laughs> but, but everyone's like, they're, uh, they have this great energy to it and it's really motivating to them. Whereas other people are talking about it because they feel like at this age, you know, in your mid twenties to thirties, that that's what you should be doing. And if you're not actually excited about that, and that's still a goal just because it's like a should, I think that that can apply to lots of things. Like whether it be personal, whether it be business, whether it be your metrics or mm-hmm. anything, I think if you feel like it's just something you should because of comparison or just looking around you and th- or even thinking about your life timeline you thought of, you know, ages ago and thinking, this is what I th- where I thought I'd be at. Um, if that doesn't inspire you anymore, like that is very much something that can be changed, which is something we talked about, obviously, at the beginning of this episode. That is, yeah, so dangerous, like so, so dangerous to compare and yeah, that's that's a great point. Another, th- I think one of the biggest things I, I think where people go wrong with with goal setting is that they they don't break it down appropriately to what like to a way that they can feel accomplished, like um, to little small steps. So, like for example, if going to the gym, you know, and and this I read a lot of you know books like um, professional development type books and things. So I, I hear this. I'm sure this isn't new information, but it's like if you're going to the gym. And you set the goal, I'm going to go one hour, uh, you know, five days a week for one hour each time. That's a pretty like big change for somebody who hasn't been going to the gym. So go to the gym, like plan to go to the gym for something very reasonable, like 20 minutes. The way I actually, the way I became a runner and ultimately ran a marathon, not an ultimate marathon, (laughs) but ultimately ran a marathon was that I, I was living in Vancouver. I had moved there from Ontario and I was so amazed at the beauty of the place and I I went and got a gym membership because where I lived at home in Ontario, I there were that was just what I did. I had a gym membership, but in Vancouver, I was like, I want to be outside, even like even if it is raining in the winter or whatever. 
And so I started like thinking, okay, well, I'm because I wasn't a runner, but I was like, I'm going to go out for a 10 minute walk run. And so like, I would like run, walk, run, walk, and I'd get out there and I'd be like, actually, maybe I'll go 12 minutes, 10, you know, and then each, each time I went, I'd maybe add one minute, but um, when you get those small wins, it's so much more motivating to keep going and then to build on them. So I think when people create goals, they need to, you need, you, I need to go, okay. So again, reverse engineering, what are the steps? What is the process to get there and getting really practical about that really practical, really granular. And it might even come down to, okay, if that's my goal, what do I do every day? Or what do I do three times a day to get there, depending on the goal? So writing out the process and um, being clear on what needs to happen to get there. Love that. How about you? What's one mistake you see people making? I think for me, it is um, making goals when you're not in the right mindset. Um, And this kind of goes back to us talking about like how some people are really ready to like hit the ground running that first week of January. And sometimes you are really not. And that's something I've really had to, um, for myself, I've had friends and I talk about this over drinks, like over the holidays, even talking about just how um, even year to year, your attitude around goals, around intentions, around themes, around anything, like any way you kind of set, I don't know, uh, any kind of intention for any year, any part of your life. I think that you can be in different headspaces for it. And it's kind of goes back to like the creative process, right? So sometimes you're really in the mood to brainstorm and be creative. Other times your brain is like not there for it. It's like not ready. <laughs> you are not going to feel inspired. And so I've really realized like taking the time to make sure that you are in that right headspace. So whether that means you set goals a couple weeks later, <laughs> whether that means you take an extra couple days off and do it somewhere else, like away from your house, sometimes I need to switch up my Um, surroundings to kind of get into a better headspace when it comes to the creative process. But I think for me, it's making goals when I'm not in the right headspace. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's not going to work nearly as good. And I'm not going to like how I've put them together, like nearly (laughs) the way that I would if I had actually created that space or waited until I was like really in that right energy before I put those together. So that's a big mistake that I've made in the past and that I've talked to many friends about (laughs) um, over the past Mm -hmm. couple of Yeah, I can resonate with that when it comes to like, that's why I mentioned that I'd rather really sit and reflect on my goal setting when I'm not like in the middle of a bunch of things and I can slow it down and and get creative. And then I go back to what you said, not worry that if it like it wasn't set in stone, like then you after you decide what you're trying to work towards, whether I love that you're you're clarifying that whether you call it a goal or an intention or whatever you, whatever, whatever motivates you, just go with that. Right. But that whatever you come up with that you might think it's the thing, and then you might, um, reflect on it in the next few days or a couple of weeks and realize, Hey, that's not quite it. That's okay. You can, you can change it. So, um, that's a good point. And, and getting into that headspace, whether that's like you said, changing scenery, right. Getting out in nature or, or having conversations. I I think also too, like changing up um, your metrics might even be, or changing up the way that you are thinking about it could also be it too. Cause um, you know, sometimes like health and wellness is often on people's list for the new year. Right. But sometimes people love to measure that by like how many days they move that really shifted for me several years ago. It was like, if I just thought of it as daily movement and I could get it in however way I want it is 20 minutes of moving every single day. That's going to switch up what I've been doing 
up until now. At a different point in my life, I really wanted to have like more number metrics, more like specifics on like health and diet as well. Other times it's been very much like, I just want to stretch. Like I never used to stretch so much. And like now I have my stretching every morning. And so different things like that, I feel like your metrics can also be the thing that you reflect on and kind of reevaluate sometimes your actual goal. Like if it's focusing more on health and wellness or focusing more on family or hitting a certain revenue goal or growing the business to a certain stage, I think that it makes a lot of sense. If something's not feeling right, also looking at, well, am I just thinking of it in a weird way that's not feeling motivating to me? I feel like a key takeaway, <laughs> just going all right already to key takeaways. I feel like a key takeaway here is that when it comes to goal setting, it has it has to work for you. And it has to like not just what you're what you're setting as your goal or intention, but the way you do it, the way that you the way you go about it, the way you measure it, all that stuff has to feel right for you. And I think, again, I think that is one of those things that was stopping me early on because I have always been like, you know, that person that I didn't understand, like, I don't like to just um, go along with the, with the crowd because that's the way everybody does it. I don't know why, but that's just in me. And so when, when I started to realize, oh, I can do it a way that works for me. And then, oh my gosh, I'm achieving what I'm trying to achieve. This is actually kind of fun. So I think that I hope that people got that as a key takeaway to look into like what works for you. And then I guess just one last thing is is the measurement of it. Like you've got to have some way of sort of measuring on like whether you're um, achieving it. And this might sound like a weird way to measure, but one of the things I do is my, as you know, my gratitude journal. And in that, you know, there's certain things that I I reflect on that it kind of feels like I'm measuring just the wins, but, <laughs> but um I'd rather focus on the positive. Of course, I, I need to reflect on anything that doesn't go my way or, or doesn't that I don't achieve at and why I didn't. But um, having some kind of a process in place where you're reflecting on that, I think is important too regularly. Otherwise, you'll get to the end of the year and go, huh, I didn't achieve my goal. <laughs> it's a little late now. So yeah. For sure. I love the measuring thing. And I, the gratitude journal app, we do talk about that a lot. Obviously it's an, I know it's a really good practice you have in your daily routine. And I think we've shared, maybe we'll share it one more time. What's the name of the one that you specifically use? Yeah. I use an app called gratefully and it, I love it because it, as much as I'd rather get off my phone and write in a journal, I always have my app with me. Like I always have my phone. So if I'm in a hotel room, which I often am or whatever, I can just, it's just three things, you know, and it works for you. That's what, that's, that's what right. It works for me. And it asks me, it asks me how today, uh, it, today would be great if, or forget the wording of it right now, but, um, today, yeah, today will be great if, and then I have to fill that in and then I have to do like a, an affirmation in there. And it, I, the affirmation range is like, I can do anything about like, I am someone who, or I am, you know, whatever, working towards this or that. Like, so then I, yeah, I kind of have fun with that. So I think that's kind of part of it. That's awesome. I love that. Well, so many good key takeaways came out of this episode. I absolutely love talking all things mindset and goals with you um, always. Um, I want to give a quick uh, shout out to the Roundtable community. Um, if someone is listening for the first time um, or you haven't tried one of our free roundtables yet, uh, they are weekly virtual calls. We've been running them for coming on three full years, which is so exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you have not joined and you are an established or an emerging brand, um, we do have free weekly roundtables thanks to our incredible sponsors. Um, please do come try us out. Even if you just want to try one and see what you think, it's um, collaborative, it's peer-driven, um, it's value-based. 
um, and we're all about problem solving. So it's a really amazing community. You can find all the information for that at angelacote.com slash roundtables. And Angela, I always like to make you do the go be awesome for the end. When oh, yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense. All right. Well, thank you, Belle. This was so much fun. I hope that everybody that's listening got lots of key takeaways and go be awesome. 